It is the Locked On Yankees podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Sean St. Jacques, Gary Phillips, let's do it. Another good episode coming your way of Locked On Yankees. A lot of good stuff going for the Yankees right now. We're going to get into as good as this stretch is going, how the Yankees can even improve what they're doing right now. We'll talk about that later on in the show, as well as the unsung heroes from these last couple of weeks, guys that have really been struggling, but it popped up in these big-time series against the Indians, the Red Sox, and, of course, the Astros as well. But first, Gary, if you are if you were at the game uh, yesterday against the Red Sox... I mean, at the first two games of the series, we, yeah. were, we were recording this before... Game three. ...Thursday's, you know, series finale, because the Yankees got this series wrapped up already. They, they've won it. <laughs> yeah, they've, they've won, won the so series. So we figured we'd record now. Yeah, might as well. Uh... But during the broadcast yesterday, and it kind of went a little went a little viral over the internet. Paul O'Neill, David Cohn on the Yes broadcast. These are guys that have won championships with the Yankees. They've been on some of the best Yankee teams the franchise has ever seen. They started making comparisons to that juggernaut of a '98 Yankees team: Derek Jeter, Bernie Williams, Andy Pettit, Jorge Posada, Mariano Rivera, Scott Brocious. You name it, they were on that team. That was a heck of a team, Gary. And now that the Yankees have won heading into tonight's game, get the third game against the Red Sox, 17 of the last 18 games, they've won eight in a row. Are you starting to see some comparisons between the 2018 Yankees and that 98 team from 20 years ago? Well, they win a lot. <laughs> first box check. Right. You know, that's like that's like the first requirement when you're talking about these great Yankee teams, and yeah, I mean... 114 I, wins, by the way, during the regular season for that 98 team. 125, if you count the postseason run to the championship. They, they were very good. I mean, make yeah. no mistake, when you talk about the 1998 Yankees, you're talking about one of the greatest teams ever. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, you can throw some others like the 01 Mariners out there and some previous Yankees teams, but, you know, I mean, between what they did in the regular season and obviously winning the World Series, combined with talent and the names that they have on that roster yeah this is one of the greatest squads ever assembled i I mean this was this was infinity war before infinity war (laughs) (laughs) and and, and you could say very much the same thing about this current yankees team and and, you know I, i don't know how similar they are just because the game is so different now. Like yeah. that, that, that ni- those '90s Yankees teams, the '98 team, and all the others, they weren't as reliant on, or I guess they didn't feature the long ball as much as this current Yankees team does. Not that they rely on the long ball, but th- there's just more power, and that's of course a trend throughout baseball today. But this, there are similarities in that you don't have an easy out one through nine in the lineup. You've got contributors coming off the bench. You've got. A good rotation so far for this for this 2018 team. You've got a good bullpen, and, and yeah, I mean it's it's obviously being very vague, very generic. But the similarities are they win a lot, and from top to bottom, all 25 guys on the roster are making an impact. I think the other way that you look at this, Garrett, as far as comparing the teams, a lot of young guys making big impacts right. on the team. I mean, exactly. you look at you look back at the '98. Yankees team and obviously it's the core four they're still kind of in their infancy this is on their way to just their second championship out of the five that they would end up winning together of course Andy Pettit Jorge Posada Derek Jeter and Mariano Rivera but you also have I I think the biggest difference 
and it's you can make the argument that there's some. I mean, there's a lot of veterans on the Yan- on this current I, I, team I as well. Say, but you're, there you're were a lot there of were more, there were more veterans. Yeah, there was Paul team. O'Neill, there was Scott Brocious, there was Chuck Knobloch, Strawberry, Daryl Strawberry, Tino Strawberry. Martinez. I mean, these are guys that had been uh, really, really good before they got right. to the Yankees. I mean, Paul O'Neill won a championship with the Reds. I mean, this was a, these were guys that had prior success that George Steinbrenner brought in to bolster the young. Group. Right. This is this was definitely more a mix of the veterans. Yes. Not not that this current. I mean, Yankees, Tim Raines, Chili right. Davis. These are all you know, not, not really this, veteran not guys. This current team. This current Yankees team doesn't have any experience. Now, obviously, there's CC and there's Neil Walker. There's Brett, Brett Gardner. Gardner. Um, you know, yesterday when I was talking to Neil Walker, Aroldis he, he, Chapman. He brought up John Carlos Stanton even yes. as a veteran, which you don't think of him that way, but he is. Yes. Um, yeah, the, the 98 team definitely had a, a wider range of... I mean, Joe Girardi was on that team. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Exactly. These are, these, are, these are really good players. And then you look at the bullpen situation... Most of these guys were veteran guys. I mean, uh, you know, nine. I mean, obviously, pitcher. You had David Cohn in the rotation, but you're talking about Graham Lloyd, uh, Ramiro Mendoza, Jeff Nelson, Mike Stanton. These were guys that you know yeah, I mean, were they they were at the beginning of their powers with the Yankees. But these were guys that you know by this point, everybody in baseball that knew the game knew that these were some of the better guys at the in right. The I mean, the only the only. Um, season-long contributors in that bullpen that were under 30 years old were Rivera. He was 28 that right. season, and Mendoza was 26. And everybody else was kind of an established veteran. And I guess that's a little similar in the bullpen now. Like, outside of Chad Green and, I mean, at this point, Patances is even a veteran. You might as well consider him. But there's not a, lot, there's not a ton of youth in the bullpen either. And, and, yeah, just kind of following that general trend with the whole 98 team that there was more veteran experience throughout that whole roster now we were talking about this before we came on gary i i thought that there's some similarities with the 98 team i was thinking more along the lines of the 09 team I think that, that won the I title i think that's a better comparison yeah. just because you're closer in the era in which the game is played now yeah. you know i mean that team had seven guys that hit 20 home runs, and that's yeah. not including Derek Jeter, who hit 334 and was an MVP contender. Probably so, should have won the MVP. Right. I mean, he, well, he's kind of split votes with DeShera, and then yeah. Joe Maurer gets it. Right. But, um, of course. <laughs> but, uh, no, I think that's a better comparison yeah. because I think this current Yankees team, I don't think they're going to have seven guys that hit 20 plus home runs just because there's so much platooning and. Uh, days off and stuff in baseball that wasn't as trendy back then. But but I think they've got seven or eight guys where if they did get 506 at-bats, they could pull that off. I think the biggest compar- the biggest similarity between that team, the 09 team and the 2018 team, is two things. The power that was in the lineup and how it was distributed throughout the lineup. But also... The late game heroics. I mean, you're right. already starting to see that with this team. The that late was, comebacks. That, that was the year of the comeback. Yeah. And now it's I believe, all over again. I believe not only in the postseason, but in the regular season, right. the Yankees yep. led the league in walk-off hits. This was a team that was loaded. I mean, you had Jorge Posada and Derek Jeter in their prime, 
Alex Rodriguez was at the height of his powers. Mark Teixeira, Melky Cabrera, Johnny Damon, young Brett Gardner, Nick Swisher, who came over as a free agent, kind of grew into a huge role in the clubhouse and made some big impacts at the plate as well. Hideki Matsui, who ended up winning the World Series MVP that year, had a huge year as well. I mean, again, you also had Robinson Cano at the height of his powers as well. Like, like that's the biggest difference about the 09 team and this current team. Yes. Is that there really wasn't a lot of youth on that team. That Yankees team kind of, you know, and you look at how things played out after 2009, that Yankees team kind of got the last drops of juice out of a bunch of players that no were question. just starting, you know, following 09, they started entering their decline. I mean, you he, bring up Cano. Yeah. He, he was, I mean, he was 26. Melky Cabrera was 24 at the time. And after that, you don't have a, you know, a major impact contributor that was 25 or younger on that roster. You could make it. You could make Brett Gardner was also 25 that year. So 25 or younger, like you had three impact contributors and even at that point Gardner wasn't an everyday player he played 108 games but he had not established himself as the left fielder yet you can make it a case that also with the with the pitching as well I mean I you look at the 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 bullpen and the starters a lot of these guys are no longer relevant in the game again the two except the big two exceptions here are David Robertson and CC Sabathia were still on the team of course Robertson had a little bit of a uh, hiatus with the White Sox. He comes back in that trade. Are you losing sabbatical in Yes, but he came back. Alfredo Aceves, not really heard too much. He went to the Red Sox, haven't heard too much from him since. A.J. Burnett, Jabba Chamberlain, Phil Koch, Chad Gaudin, Phil Hughes, Ian Kennedy, Damaso Marte, Mark Melanson for uh, I, well, that was before Mark. Mark Melanson was good. Yes, I mean, yeah, you, you Sergio, but look, Sergio Mitre. Right. I, I mean, Andy Pettit, like, Jose Veras, Chin Ming Wong. I mean, I, these were guys that just lost it after that. Like I'm look, like I'm looking at the pitching staff as a whole. Right yeah, now. yeah, and yeah. Guys that are still in baseball is CC's and Robertson are obviously with the Yankees. Uh, Phil Hughes, he's with the Twins. I don't think Coke is currently on a team. I He's could, with the I, Tigers for right, a while. Right, I could I could be wrong. So about was Jabba that. Chamberlain. Um, who else is here? Mark Melanson, obviously. You know, he became a very successful closer. He's now with the Giants. Um, Mike Dunn, he turned into a good middle reliever. He's with the Rockies now. Ian Kennedy is pretty good starter for a while. Right, he didn't. He with turned he turned into one after he got now with the Royals. He turned into yeah. one after he got out of New York. I, I forgot. I forgot about this. Remember, Nick Swisher pitched a game that year against the Rays yeah. in Tampa, and, and Jorge yeah. Posada was not happy about that. No, but they weren't. Well, they weren't. You know, going they, through they, it. they didn't have a. They and ultimately had a a lot to laugh about. Well, and the the funny part about the pitching staff, the the bullpen specifically, and this is the last. We'll we got to move on, but right. this is the last we'll say of it. Phil Hughes ended up becoming a huge, huge pitcher out of that bullpen right. as well. And and one big... He just couldn't start in Yankee Stadium. No. He was a, he was a fly ball pitcher. Exactly. And and the, the biggest, I think, the two big pluses that this team has over that team, the youth, how this team is really coming up. And in that way, it reminds you a lot of the 96 team mm-hmm. as well. A lot of good young players that are still coming into their own as well. And, that, and then that beckons into the 98 team as well. But also the fact that this bullpen it's is much, so much better much, much than the 09 bullpen. bullpen. Yeah. It's a much better bullpen. It, it, I just, mean, Phil Hill Hughes was their number two reliever yeah. that year. And you had a young David Robertson who came up big in a couple of different spots in the postseason. But you look at this bullpen, it's so much better. And then the fact that the youth is where it's at, 
it just shows you how good this 2018 yep. Yankees team could really be. Season's young, but we will see how it goes. All right, Gary, let's move on to the unsung heroes over these last couple of weeks. And we talked about, you know, comparing the two teams, uh, the 98 team and the 09 team, little dash of the 96 team, with this 2018 team. And it's been late heroics is just kind of, it's been a Yankee tradition in championship teams. But early on already, you're starting to see the DNA. that This team comes up late with the pressure on and delivers. And it's really been a couple of, of guys that, either were new to the team, Glaber Torres, mm-hmm. or had been struggling and have finally broken out of it. Neil Walker. Greatest spark plug ever all of a sudden. Brett Carter. <laughs> You're not kidding. He started a couple of game-changing I mean, rallies over first, this stretch. First it was walks and then doubles. I, I mean, a week and a half ago, Yankees fans were ready to shoot this guy in a rocket into the sun. <laughs> and and now he's everybody's favorite Yankee because he is... Incredible. I mean, he... Literally, I feel I feel like he has started every one of these rallies over the last week, and it it's good to see. But it's also not totally surprising because as bad as he was struggling, he, he's always been a very good hitter. And no I think, question, I, you know, Yankee fans, obviously being Yankee fans, they wanted immediate, instant impact, and he was struggling a little bit. But th- this is reflective of the hitter he is and the type of impact he can have. And I think the other part of this too. Is well, you also had you were at you were you've been at the the Red Sox series and you and you found uh, or rather you know Aaron Boone's had some interesting uh, words to say about Neil Walker heading into the fact that you know he's well, kind of turned things well, around. Well, not just not just Neil Walker, right? So yeah. with Aaron, so with Aaron Boone, um, you know throughout the throughout the season already, there's been a few different Yankees that have struggled tremendously, whether it be Neil Walker, Brett Gardner, John Carlos Stanton, Sonny Gray, and whenever Boone's asked about you know player struggling it seems like he always says something along the lines of they're encouraging me or you know they're getting close like those two phrases always come up (laughs) and it's funny because it's like you look at what the guy has done over the last week or you know in gray's case his last two starts and you think to yourself what is he showing you that could possibly be encouraging you right now and then the guy goes out and you know has his best game of the season or gets on a nice stretch the latest example being before Wednesday night's game Boone was asked about Gardner and if he needs to consider pulling him from the leadoff spot and he said no I see no reason to I'm really encouraged by his at bats lately and then the guy goes <laughs> the, that's very same night and he has three extra base hits including that triple off of Kimbrel and I mean He's the hero of the evening after he began the game with a 198 batting average. It's crazy because he came into the game having four extra base hits for the entire season was, up he, until that he, point. He had been eight for his last 63 going into Wednesday night. I mean, that's about his... It's Slumpsville, population gardener. And, you know, if Boone wasn't making so much money in his current role, I would advise him <laughs> you know, to just take... you know. Take a shot at the lottery or get get on Wall Street. Yeah, I mean, seriously. He, he's very prescient. He must have a crystal ball or something in his office because he keeps – every time he says a guy's getting close, yeah. he's there. He's the, a He's arrived. The Neil Walker one boggled my mind because we were talking about him, I, I don't know, one or two podcasts ago, how at some point we're thinking Aaron Boone might have to get say, at, say goodbye, say goodbye to, to Neil Walker because of the fact that other guys – 
like Glaber Torres and, and Miguel Andujar have been playing so well and hitting so well. And then, you know, you and have then, Drury and Bird and right, guys coming back. And guys off the and DL. Like, where, where's he going to go? Where's he going to fit? And then he, <laughs> and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, after he says, you know, well, Neil Walker, you know, he's one of the best hitters you'll see. And, you know, he's going to he's gonna get there. He show, you know, he, he mentioned, I think it was either last night or the night before, how Neil Walker... There was a he got robbed of a home run I think in Houston no, or in yeah, Anaheim in Anaheim. Anaheim yeah and that's and, and that was been, the first sign right since then and since then he's been unbelievable he just can't you can't keep him off the base paths he had a huge uh, double last night or rather in game two against mm-hmm. the Red Sox he had a huge hit in the Cleveland series the the uh, the uh, game that ended up leading to the Glaber Torres yep. walk off home run. He started the rally and even when he's and not, capped it and off. Even when he's not hitting, he's drawing these late inning walks and yes, just, um, getting getting himself on base to start these things off. And it, it's again, it's it's a great problem for Aaron Boone to have, but it's just amazing how he just kind of says, you know, they've been showing signs. You know, I'm going to stick with the guys, and then either a night or two later. It's it, they look like completely different players yep. at the plate. Yep. It's and you know what now, it makes these decisions that much tougher because yeah. you have Brendan Jury, you know, still working his way back. Greg Bird started is starting his yeah. rehab today. Today being Thursday at High A Tampa Tarpons, um, and it makes you wonder, you know, where is a guy like Walker? Going to get at bats. Where's yeah. Drury and Bird going to get at bats? Well, the guy that looks like the odd man out right now, and again, it's May 11th as right. you're listening to this, so this could change by the next time you hear us. But Torres is playing so well, he's not going anywhere. And nope. Duhar still hitting really well. You don't expect him to get demoted either. Brandon Drury is coming back. Greg Bird at some point will be back. Yeah. I mean, I look at Tyler Austin, and I'm like, just just based on process of elimination, right? He's or, probably I mean, him or Ronald Torres, him or Torres are probably going to have to go. Who both happen to be playing well. I mean, which know, stinks because, like one... you said, they've been playing, they've been plugged in, right. and every time they're in there, they make a positive impact. Regardless of Tyler Austin shenanigans at Fenway, every other time he's been in the lineup, he's made a good right. a good play on either offense or defense. And the one thing I think that will push back. A really, you know, difficult decision for Aaron Boone is that it looks like they're really going about Brandon Jury's return slowly. Yeah, um, he was which at, is smart. Yeah, he was asked. He was asked on Wednesday. Boone was asked if, um, you know, are they looking to cure the migraines or are they yeah. looking to get it to a point where they still exist but they're manageable? And who asked that question? That was, uh, I believe, I believe. It was it was either Sweeney Murdy or Joel Sherman. Fantastic question. It was a great question. Fantastic question. It was a great question. Um, um, I, I'm sorry, I don't remember. Shout out to exactly. either one of those guys. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, I don't remember exactly. <laughs> no worries. That was that's it. I just wanted to um, say that's that's a really well great crafted qu- question. Great question. And you know, if you've looked at Jury's progression through the minor leagues right now, I believe he's heading to AAA Scranton. Yeah, it, it's been very slow, and he also hasn't played. Entirely great, right? It in these rehab games, it's like I don't know if they're intentionally, you know, delaying things or going slowly about it, or if they're still, you know, if doctors are still involved and they're tr- still trying to formulate the best plan possible. Yeah. But when he when jury started his rehab process, I think there was this thought like, okay, he'll be back in ten days or so, and it hasn't happened yet. Right. So so that's still creating a little bit of a delay. But sooner or later, they're going to have to make a tough decision with somebody. We talked about this briefly uh, last podcast, but 
I got the more and more I see Glaber Torres, the more and more impressed I get. Obviously, the walk-off home run against Cleveland was a an eye opener for a lot of people who haven't seen him yet. Yeah. Just the power behind it, and the fact that the swing the swing was so smooth, it looked like he was saving a ball in front of the net playing tennis. He just kind of scooped uh, it, and it just went into Monty, or into the Yankee uh, bullpen. I just love his approach. Like he's, he's so patient at the plate. Twenty one years old. I mean, he takes pitches. He has prolonged at bats. Youngest uh, Yankee to ever hit a walk off yeah, home run. I mean, he really looks like a veteran up there no when doubt. he's when he's at the plate. You know, I think in his debut, his first at bat, he jumped at some breaking pitches and some balls out of the zone. And I mean, since that first at bat, it's like he just flipped the switch, realized, okay, I was anxious, my first at bat, like time to play my game now. Yeah. And I mean, he looks like a savvy vet up at the plate, and that's really impressive when when not only when you factor in that he's adjusting to a new team, adjusting to major league life, you know, suddenly he's playing in front of 47,000 people every night, but he's 21 years old. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot to adjust to and he's done it really well so far. And Gary, with all of that said, you know, comparing this team to the great Yankee teams of the past, the unsung heroes that are starting to emerge and, and make huge impacts on the team. There's still a ton of room to grow. The Yankees have won 17 of 18 games against the best teams in baseball right now. And they're now in first place. Again, as we're recording this, Game 3 between the Yankees and Red Sox is about to get going. But right now, they've they've made the climb. They're back in first place as we're recording this. And you still look around the roster, and there's so much room for improvement. Gary Sanchez is still not hitting very well. Giancarlo Stanton has been the most inconsistent hitter on the entire team. You look at Brett Gardner. Right after, after finally when, after breaks when, out. Right, but now he's got to he's got to keep that up. Yeah, they exactly. Still, they still have three starters who are very very good players. Yeah, that have yet to hit with any semblance of consistency. Exactly, and, it's and, amazing. And, and they have the best record in baseball. Right. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's it's unbelievable. It just shows it you just, the depth on this right, team. It's it, incredible. It just goes to show you, like, they don't have an easy out one through nine. The other part of it is all and, the and guys a, on the DL. Right. Well, before we get to that, but yeah, like, yeah. As bad as you know, we mentioned Sanchez, Stanton, and Gardner as kind of the the inconsistencies. You leave Gardner Gardner out of the power discussion, but as Inconsistent as Sanchez and Stanton have right. been, they still combined for 18 homers. Yeah, there's no, and, and I think John uh, Carlo is knocking on the door of 30 RBIs. Does he, he have 27? He's at, he, no, he's at 23 right 23. now. Sanchez is at 29. Sanchez is at 29. So, All right, yeah, so there like, you go. Like it's they're not still like, getting the job done. It's not like they're not producing, and obviously Sanchez, you know, he had that walk up, a walk off homer during the stretch, and you know, some other big blasts. Right. So yeah, the. They're fine. The big home run they're, in Houston as well for Gary yeah, Sanchez. They're, they're doing just fine. And then, like you mentioned, the DL. There's still a handful of impact players on the DL. I mean, the, the Calvary somehow is still coming. Right. There's like, so many names like, on the DL. Like, like, look at Wednesday night's game, for example. And yeah, it, it was a close game, and Aaron Boone wanted to give some guys a rest, and he was kind right. of forced to rely on Chase and Shreve. And then he brings in. Jonathan, Jonathan Holder. Holder, and it's like, oh my oh. God, what are you doing? Yeah. It, it worked out for Boone. And Great name for somebody right. when he when he gets the job done. Right. When he gets the job done, <laughs> he hasn't done that at every 
at every uh, opportunity this season. I mean, in Game 2 but, against Boston, he came up huge. But like, but he's been inconsistent talk, himself. We talk about how good this Yankees bullpen is, but right now it's a little thin because yeah. Tommy Canely and Adam Warren are still on the DL. And you also look at the fact that Jordan Montgomery is still on the DL. He's going to come back at some point and bolster the rotation. We already mentioned Brendan Drury is going to come back, hopefully at some point soon, to help bring even more depth to the infield. Right. And then the biggest one of all is Greg Bird is going right. to come back at some point right. and bolster the whole lineup. It, it's scary. It's starting. Like, you just look at the ceiling. Like again, like I, like, I said, like I said earlier, like I think if they had seven guys that were going to get 500, 600 at bats, I think yeah. they easily could have that many players with 20 homers. Like the 2009 team. Right. They're not going to get those at-bats, but like so the, the potential yeah. would be there if they were all playing every day. Another team that, again, this is not a Yankee team, but a team that reminds you of is the 2015-2016 Chicago Cubs. Those two years where they just had young guy after right. young guy bursting out and, on the and scene. They, and they had come so close. Yes. Uh, well, 2015-2016, yeah. They, they got to an NLCS, they right. got swept, and now... And that's kind of what the Yankees did last year, and now it's right. like, you know, again, it's only May, we're, yeah, getting, yeah. we're getting very ahead of Absolutely. ourselves, but that's what that's what happens when a team wins 17 out of 18. A, 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 an historic run that hasn't been matched since, I mean, what, 1953? That's, yeah. I yep. mean, we're talking about a Yankee team back then that won five championships in a row! The future is bright. It's about as bright... As, as the Empire State Building at night. Yeah. You just look at the ceiling of this team, Gary, and it's just... The 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 core is there, obviously. Aaron Judge, Didi Gregorius, you know, the, the, the Luis Severino, guys out of the bullpen, and then the young guys that are coming back, uh, that rather, that are coming up. Glaber Torres has been great. Miguel Andujar has been a nice surprise, and he's continued to hit well. And then... The veterans that are still on this team, CC leading the way in the clubhouse with Brett Gardner, and then of course the other baby bombers that you know maybe don't always get. I mean, obviously Gary Sanchez is always mentioned in that conversation as well. But then you, the cavalry that's still coming. I mean, my gosh, the the possibilities just seem endless. And the fact that they're doing all of this not fully healthy and not with all of their ducks in a row as far as bullpen health. They have the best bullpen in baseball when healthy, and the fact, and it's a, I'm, I'm glad you pulled this up, right. they got the second best farm right. system like in you, the major like, leagues. Like their, their superiority, in, you know, it doesn't stop with the lineup or the bullpen or yeah. the record or the standings. Like It also, it also goes to the farm system. They have, they have the number two farm system prior to the season. Yeah. Behind only the Atlanta Braves, so yeah. so. Who, by the way, been a nice surprise themselves, right? So I mean, look, they're, they're not gonna they're not gonna win every single game the rest of no. the year. Obviously, this stretch has to end at some point. That's what happens during the baseball season. But they're gonna get to you know over the over the summer they'll be at a rough point, or maybe somebody very important goes down with an injury. They have the tallest. They have the tallest tower of chips to trade of anybody. You know, any, anybody at the table, like and they, they, like if they need to, they will yeah. go and they will plug whatever hole they'll fill. And the guy they bring in might very well be better than the guy he's replacing. And I, it, it's this team is so far from being the best it can be. And 
And that's scary. And, and that's scary when you've won 17 out of 18. It just shows you how much of a genius that Brian Cashman is, first of all. Right. The way he's built this team and, and how it's it's just... It's just the and like he that, hasn't, he hasn't. It's just a conveyor belt of talent. He has not bought this team either. No, not I, quite I think, the opposite. I, I think people still get angry, like oh, the Yankees buy their championships and they just outspend everybody. And they look like, at the 09 team probably is that right, team where they bought right, all those free they, agents, right? And you know, and paid they, Alex they didn't, Rodriguez. They didn't. They didn't only get give up money to get Stanton. Like right. that, that cost two good prospects and, an, and an all-star second baseman in Castro. So, like, you look at this team and the big free agent acquisitions on the team, you got CC Sabathia, which is from 2009, and he's an entirely different pitcher than he was back then. When and he's, he's on another contract now, right. too. You, you got you got Aroldis Chapman. You know, who, who they traded who they, who to they, get Glaber Torres right, for. <laughs> right. Um... Are there? I mean, I'm I'm looking at this. Are there? There's no other Masayo Tanaka. Like those are the yeah. three big free agents, free agent acquisitions on the team because Jacoby Ellsbury is not doing anything for them. Yeah. So yeah, I, I get it. They having money made the Stanton trade possible. Right. But to say this is a team that's been bought in an effort to win a championship is just it's incorrect. That Chapman trade. Gary, when it's all said and done, is that some swindling right there? Could end up being one of the greatest trades in the franchise's history. You trade the best closer in baseball to the Cubs, who were desperate. They would have right. given anything to get him. They give their best prospect to the Yankees, who already looks like the next and, coming and next, and you know the what? next star in Major League Baseball. And then you get the closer right. back. And you know that's not a knock on the Cubs either. Not at all. They wanted a championship. I don't think they get it without a role this Chapman. Like, and that, they rode him to the finish. Right, right. And that just because I, I think the Yankees did great here. Like, they got a steal. That yeah. doesn't necessarily make it a bad trade for the Cubs. They got what they needed. Yes. But the Yankees, what they have for a future is just right. unbelievable. It's, it's crazy. And, and you got to give Brian Cashman a lot of credit. Yeah, we, I, I, it's, I was about to say we're getting excited. I've been getting excited this whole podcast. But you just look at the fact that, and again, one thing, now, to be fair, really quick before we get out of here, the other side to look at this is Cleveland set a record for wins in a row last year, and they right. ran into the Yankees and they lost in the right. first round. They blew a 2 nothing series lead. So is this the be-all, end-all? Absolutely not. It's May 11th. But when you factor in everything else, the, 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 the fact that the core of this team is so young, the fact that right. everybody is on the cusp of getting to be possibly stars in Major League Baseball, the fact that they have the best bullpen in Major League Baseball when healthy, the fact that they have really good starting pitching that's on the rise, and the fact that there's still more coming off the DL and the farm system just shows you that the Yankees are here to be title contenders for this year and possibly five to ten years down the road as well. It's about a lot more than this year. And obviously, you think about the here and now first and foremost. But yeah. The, like I said before, the future is really, really bright. And that's just a testament to what Brian Cashman's done. It's all positive right now for the Yankees. They finish up the Boston series tonight. And then they have, I believe, three more against Oakland. And then things get a little bit tougher again down there. Although, to be fair, the A's have some really good players. Yeah, they've been, well, they've, they've been, they've been hitting the ball well. Including Jed Lowry, I believe, is the RBI leader in Major League Baseball right now. So good. It will be good to see... Uh, Dustin Fowler. 
back yeah. in back in the big leagues. Really he, cool. He got called up the other day. Made had his, his major league final, debut. Finally had his first at bat. Or rather his major league at bat. Yep. Yes. So uh, it'll cool. be cool to see him in the Bronx. Very very cool. And uh, this is a very cool Locked On Yankees podcast. I, I think. This was a great one. Make sure to follow Gary on Twitter at Gary H. Phillips. Follow me on Twitter at SSaintJ7. Make sure to follow us also at Locked On Yankees on Twitter as well. And you'll catch up with all the content that we're doing with the Yankees uh, website and also uh, other stuff that we're doing as well in other realms of sports. We're looking forward to everything that's to come. And we'll see you guys next time on the Locked On Yankees podcast. Thanks for listening.